0: Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to another edition of Times with Amenti. I am your host, Amenti Corey, and today we are going to be doing an interview with Representative Bill Sutton. Uh, representative has been a Kansas House representative since 2012. Uh, he is also a father of three, grandfather of two. Uh, a couple of things about. Uh, Representative Bill Sutton, he does live in Gardner, Kansas, in my town that I am currently live in. He also works for Steel and Pipe Supply, which is out of Gardner. A couple of the committees that uh, Representative Sutton has been on has been Appropriations Committee, Insurance Committee, Transportation Committee, Elections Committee, Administrative Rules and Regulations Committee. So at this time, I'd like to welcome Representative Bill Sutton. You there, Bill? I am. Good afternoon, Amenti. Well thanks for coming on Bill. this is, uh, this is you know a, a very special podcast. Uh, I mean I've done a couple of uh, ones with our, our uh, pastor and uh, with a couple other people with in the uh, entrepreneurship. but I think it's important with everything that's going on to be able to get an opportunity to talk to uh, someone that you know sits on the House of Representatives for Kansas. So um, why
1: don't you tell us a little bit what's going on now right
0: now with you guys?
1: Well, right now we're uh, heading into an election, so that's that's really the main thing that's going on uh, as far as my work as a representative. We're not in session right now, so uh, much as I would like to be doing some things, uh, there's really nothing for me to uh, do other than prepare, uh, well, first off, to get through the election and then prepare for the, uh, uh, for the next session and have some bills uh, already drafted and ready to roll when we uh, hit the ground in January.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. And you know what? The one thing's different about Kansas than I know of when Illinois is that uh, you guys are only on a selected amount of time in office. So, what? When does your when you're doing uh, representative work? When does it start and when does it end? Really,
1: it's uh, January through May uh, is the majority of it. Uh, some of we do have committees that meet throughout the year, like you mentioned, uh, administrative rules and regulations. That meets about once a month, um, but it's not the full body of the house. And so, uh, while we can vote on uh, uh, policies uh, there in the committee, uh, it's not something that's going to go before uh, before the house until January.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. So, you know, a couple of things, uh, you know, because this is, and I don't know if you've listened to any of the other podcasts, but one of the things that we really talk about is what inspires us. So, um, I do want to take this opportunity to ask you, uh, my very first question is what inspired you to want to be a representative for the Kansas house? You
1: you know, that question came up one time on, I was on the elevator, uh, in Topeka and there, were a, there was a bunch of, of legislators on the elevator and there was a page there and we, we asked another representative, what made you decide to be a representative? And, and we all started laughing because we all had exactly the same answer. Uh, one day I got mad and my story is no different. Um, there, was a, there was a representative, and this has been a long time ago, uh, eight, 18 years ago actually, Uh, there was a representative who voted poorly, in my opinion, uh, regarding the abortion issue. And that has always been a hot-button issue for me since I was, what, eight, nine, ten years old. And uh, that Mm -hmm. I I was raised, you know, believing that that was uh, one of the most important issues of the day as, as the Roe v. Wade decision came down. And anyway, this representative voted wrong, and he was looking for a leadership position, and he was trying to make friends and places you know, to get votes. And and yeah, you know, I understand it, but it was wrong. And uh, and so I, I, wasn't alone. There were a lot of folks who were angry and and scurrying about trying to find someone to run against this fellow who'd who'd been there for a while. And uh, we found a candidate, right? And he was a complete no name who filed at the last day, he filed on the filing deadline and we got behind him and pushed hard, <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot of door knocking <laughs> and a lot of telephone calls. And it was a, it was a complete surprise, but, a, but a, a wonderful one when he won his primary and then went on to uh, to win the general and, and be seated. And he did a great job. He was there for 10 years. He, uh, uh, I worked with him uh, over those years, you know, working, helping with his newsletter and and uh, his campaigns and this sort of thing, and, and, and really got to know the man very, very well. And And when the redistricting took place in 2012, he was, drawn out of his own house district which which Hmm. you know I mean that that kind of hurt but uh, he asked me then to to uh, uh, fill his shoes because I was still in the house district and and uh, kind of caught me by surprise I hadn't hadn't ever really planned on being a legislator I, I liked working with the legislators it, that was certainly something that I enjoyed um, but uh, but no I, mm-hmm. I never really intended on it in the first place but uh, uh, I think it's I, I think it's worked out well you know it was uh, not necessarily in my hands but but uh, and it wasn't in Mikes either I, it this was just... Uh, uh, I get, could you call it divine intervention? I don't know. I don't know. Fate, I don't know. It, whatever, <laughs> whatever it happened to be, you know, it just put me in that position at that moment, prepared for this job.
0: Well, I, I'll tell you what, though, Bill. I mean, I, I've had the opportunity, and I mean, I first met you when you were actually knocking on doors and stuff when we had a, a race going on when I first moved into town and and ever since then um, we've gotten to know each other and and I can tell you what I mean you have a heart for it you care about what goes on and that's important you know you you have to you have to be able to have some kind of commitment and and I have to say that you know I owe you a lot I mean you had me run in my first political race for a school board even though I lost um, you know you were backing me a hundred percent and and it was, uh, I did some walking with you and I've walked with you for your campaign. And, and you know, that, that really inspired me to uh, really understand and accept what you guys do. But I'll tell you what, I don't know <laughs> if I'll do it again, but <laughs> I, 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 I will tell you, uh, it was a
1: very good it's learning experience. To, it's so required. My series. next so question... we'll, we'll get you hugs, don't worry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my next question, since it is election time, all right. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why?
1: Wow. That's an excellent question. I, I would. Not, not necessarily for my campaign, but I, I think the message that I think everyone needs to hear is just stop and think right right now our 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 planet's gotten a little crazy our country's gotten a little crazy and and it just seems right. that people are so emotional and 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 polarized to to the point that they can't even hear what another person is saying and and i mean mm-hmm. i obviously that would be that would be poison in my line of work you've got to be able to hear you know the, your opposition you know that, that's uh, even if they stay opposition you've still got to understand and and that's something that i don't think is is really happening. people are reacting 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 uh the the news cycle gets faster and faster and wilder and wilder and 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 i think people if i were to put a billboard up not like I said, this wouldn't be a campaign billboard, but if I were to put up a billboard that to, with a message that I wanted everyone to 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 hear, it would be just stop and think.
0: That's good, that's good. And and you know what? And it didn't have to be a campaign but oh, I just okay. brought up okay. since it is campaign if, season, you know, and everybody right now puts it, up billboards,
1: but that one's not, near, <laughs> that one's not <laughs> nearly as
0: impressive. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got that right you got that right so well now that you know we're gonna stay a little bit on we're gonna stay a little bit on this topic because you know with everything that's going on you know the, the reason for this podcast is just to bring and inspire people to understand what different people are dealing with and and this is an important thing because as a state representative you know you guys are having to make laws you have to deal with this stuff you know, Um, especially, you know, with me being a former police officer, you know, I'm always in the firm belief to to get all my facts first before I make any, any accusations. And a lot of people are just jumping off the board, you know, um, automatically, you know, assuming things and, and just taking one side or the other side. So if you could remove all barriers and constraints, what project would you do and would you want to be known only by that project? So when I ask you that question is if you, if, if you were able to remove all barriers and constraints and there was a project you could do, would you want to be known for doing it or would you want it to be anonymous?
1: <sighs> That's an excellent question. I, I I'm kind of more comfortable with anonymity to tell you the truth. But I mean, if, if I had to be known for my project, if that was the only way it was going to get done, I, yeah, I'm a, I'll do it. But but I, that's not really my thing. I don't really, um, yes, I know I campaign and I have to kind of self-promote there, but that, that's not really the most, uh, uh, that's not really the motivation for me. And so if, if, all things being equal, I'd kind of prefer the anonymous. And what project
0: would that be that you'd want um, to work
1: on? It would either, well, there are a number of things that, that, uh, are, are huge to me. Obviously the, the pro-life issue, the abortion issue is, is still one of my foremost, uh, uh, motivations, but, uh, uh Another one that, that I have to deal with on a daily basis in, in Topeka or through appropriations and the budget process would just be fiscal, fiscal responsibility. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if, if I could do one project in that regard, it would be starting from zero, doing the, the truly zero-based budgeting on the entire state budget. Now you, you did say that that involved removing all constraints. (laughs) Yes. Time would be a massive constraint on that one that we'd have to remove because, uh, uh, it's, it's hard enough to get it done in in the four months that we have and And that's not even And that's incremental budgeting. You know, if, if we were taking it down to zero and, and, uh, uh, and drawing the, the benefit from each dollar spent, it would take forever and ever and ever.
0: No, and I, I definitely time is definitely a constraint that I see for you guys. Um, I mean, just along with you working with the Kansas Auto Body Association and helping us um, do a bill. Um, and of course, I, I think I, I would, I thought it probably had a good chance of getting on the floor until, you know, the COVID hit and then everything got exactly. thrown up in the air and exactly. all that other stuff. But, you know, I, time restraint is definitely, definitely something that I see as um, a little bit of a barrier for you guys, for sure. Um, but moving on to another area, which I think you might like us talking about, is if you can do anything to improve health and healthcare in rural America, which is where we really are, what would you oh do?
1: My, that is such a can of worms. Our health care system it, it is a, a tangled mess. All right. And, and that's that's why, you know, people come up with, with you know, people get a little bit desperate for a cure all. Well the, the the problem with it is is that it's not just one problem. We have we have pharmacy benefit managers dictating the prices of, of uh, prescriptions to pharmacies. All right. You think it's the phar- and And the neat thing is the, is that the the uh, uh, pharmacy, uh, uh, the uh, drug companies are the ones that are catching the flack for it. All right. They can set their price at X. The the pharmacy benefit manager makes it X plus Y times 10. And it, then it goes to the pharmacies and, and uh, that's and, and the cost is, is overinflated. And most of the time, well, I won't get into the weeds too far on this, but it, it, that is one part of the problem. The other part, or no, not the other, another part of the problem is that Medicare and Medicaid reimbursements to hospitals and doctors aren't sustainable. They're, they're too low for the doctor or hospital to uh, uh, continue in business at that level. So the problem is they then raise the prices for the insured customers. All right. So, so now right. your insurance rates right. go up because your medical costs go up and, and you're supporting the, uh, uh, the doctor and hospital, you're filling the gap that's created through Medicare, Medicaid, so, and, and so on. So, that drives up our insurance prices. That drives up our medical costs. There's absolutely no accountability. Uh, there's no truth in advertising. Uh, in fact, there's no advertising for what the prices are for any of these things. Your prescriptions, eh, you don't know until you get to the pharmacy and, and they ring you up. Uh, your, your your checkups, okay, you, you might know the price on those. But but your lab work, uh, uh, any procedures that you have done, the, these are things that are – you find out when you get the bill and right, with that right. sort of uh uh i don't know secrecy and not, maybe not secrecy but that sort of obfuscation there's absolutely no way that anyone can get a, a grip on their health care and and so then the, then the problem comes you know to a to a head you know when when this cycle continues, it ramps up, it ramps up, it gets to the point where it's unsustainable and people need a solution. They absolutely need a solution. What's, what's the solution? Okay, remember right. that a good chunk of this started out with the underpayments of Medicare and Medicaid. And so people get desperate and they say, we need a solution. Government, take over. Wait, wait. The Mm. government getting involved is what caused the problem in the first place. Part of it, part of it, not all of it, part of it. So, and and so that is such a tangled mess. If I were to, if I were to try to solve that, Oh my gosh, I'm not even sure where to begin because you'd have to do all of it simultaneously. (laughs) That's the challenge. You'd have to do it all simultaneously because if you, if you get one part of it, working somewhat correctly it throws the other the other unbalanced equations even more unbalanced. And and well i I I don't I don't have a solution to tell you the truth. I see that part of the problem. Well
0: now 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 people have a little bit of an understanding of when you're in government what's going on and, and how you have to try to balance everything. So you know, I definitely, I definitely appreciate you giving us some time on the, the political front. Um, but now I want, I now I want to spend a little bit of time on people getting to know uh, Representative Bill Sutton. So we're going to go into a little bit deeper on stuff about you, Probably Bill. Are you not. ready? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going, we're going, and here we go. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? <sighs> I told
1: you there was yeah, no you know, practicing yeah, for these I, questions. I, I don't have crib notes on this one, by golly. Um, what makes me feel like my best self?
0: Yep. I mean, is there anything between, you know, working out, family time, uh, anything that you do special for, you know, things that relax you or, you know, what makes, what inspires you what, or what makes you like your best self?
1: You know, mentee, I'm not even sure I know how to answer that one. What makes me feel like my best self? I, You know, when I, I this sounds kind of silly, you know, we, we've talked about all this other stuff that's heavy and serious. And, and but uh, some of the things that I actually enjoy, you know, I love woodworking. It, and uh, mm-hmm. when i can when i can modify design or 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 uh, uh construct something just that, that hasn't been done or hasn't been done like this and make it work i i really enjoy that i i have a great time with that um well there you go i mean it's not silly i mean
0: and that's what and that's what these questions are all about i mean you'd be surprised on some of the questions and how people answer them, especially when we get towards the end. Um, It's amazing that, you know, this is just a time for you to open up about things that you like. And I think there's a lot of people out there that whether it be woodworking or, or, you know, I haven't had the chance yet to interview uh, many women, which I'm getting ready to do here in the next couple of weeks, but, you know, they might just say knitting. So, you know, there's, there's definitely uh, nothing wrong with that. We wanted to be able to hear what, you know, gives you that time of comfort, you know, that, that time to be able to meditate or whatever that is. Um, you know, for, for me, it, it's, it's being able to just be on vacation, you know, in a quiet spot on the lake, you know, on the boat, just chilling or listening to, to nature sometimes. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. nothing at all. So I think that was a good. I think that was a, a good. beach answer. in
1: Jamaica counts too, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you mentioned vacation. There, there yeah. you go.
0: There you go. I mean, I, I know you and your wife <laughs> like the cruise, so there you go. I mean, it could be. It could be being on the cruise. But um, what is something people seem to misunderstand about Bill Sutton?
1: Well, I, I think a lot of people know me from. You know, uh, listening in on appropriations and that sort of thing, and, and I think they f- believe that that I'm kind of uh, cold, and and maybe uh, uh, overly concerned with spending with money, and and I don't I don't really see it that way. Uh, obviously, I don't see it that way, but but I mean, I I think that's a misunderstanding. You know, because I spend I spend so much time mm-hmm. and effort trying to make sure that people can keep as much money as they possibly can because I know what happens when when things don't don't work right and taxes go up and incomes go down or spendable income goes down and you, you know I was raised that way we, we don't need I, I don't want to mm-hmm. be responsible for inflicting that on other people. I mean, I don't get me wrong. My life was happy. It has been happy, but, but that sort of struggle is, is not something that I want to wish on anyone. And so, and so I think that uh, what sounds, what sounds cold is, is actually, at least to my way of thinking, really quite compassionate.
0: Right. And and you're a numbers guy, guy, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're truly a numbers guy. I mean, if there's anybody that I would want to have in, you know, um appropriations or anything like I, I mean, I want a numbers guy. I want a guy that's going to be able to and, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things about, you know, uh CPAs or or people that are numbers guys that they're they don't they don't have a good uh, funny side, right? They're just all business, business, business. But, you know, I and I would I would agree with you on that. I mean, I I never got a chance to meet you from that standpoint. So I've always got to know you as, you know, this great guy that likes to chat and talk and, and, you know, smoke a cigar with and, and stuff like that. So I can, I can see where you're, where you would say that, um, that that's where people misunderstand you the most. Um, but you know what, here's my next question is what is the best compliment you have ever received?
1: Uh <sighs> I've heard this one more than once. All right. I, I've heard this compliment more than once, but it's still the one that, that uh, uh, I, I don't hear it uh, from my wife very often, but uh, but it's, you were right. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, 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 that is my favorite compliment of all. All right. <laughs> you were right. And, and, Sometimes yeah. it's it's uh, a a little bit of um, you know uh, a little pyrrhic, you know, because maybe you know I was right. This really did screw things up, but <laughs> but but uh, that's still my favorite compliment of all. You were right. Ah,
0: look at that. You know, I, I'd be very. I, I'd have to say I don't. I don't hear no, that one very no, much it's, in my house. So I don't.
1: Here. I, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I, all, all I'll get is when I ask for it, I'll get the look and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not getting that compliment. So I definitely understand that. You know, so when you think about life, all right, uh, what was the most important thing you've learned in your life or, or in business? And what was your life before you learned it? And what is your life like after you learned it? So this could be either life or business. What is the most important thing that you've learned? and what was your life before and after
1: never fear never have fear fear is the worst emotion that can possibly invade your mind and your soul um once upon a time i worried constantly did did people like me did my boss like me was i doing a good enough job What. you know am i going to get fired you know, everything you know, what did happen then oh my oh my gosh and and when i realized that everybody carries those fears with them all the time the fear of acceptance fear of mm-hmm. inadequacy fear of you know, blah, blah blah there's a long list when i when i learned that that fear is a killer uh, that, that changed my life that that changed my life entirely now i, I do what i want to do and i do it as to the best of my abilities always that's a, a different issue but sure. not out of fear never out of fear
0: so when 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 did when did you when did you realize that you had to stop that fear because fears this is a huge topic this is this is one of the things that I talk about because fear brings about change, right? And people are afraid to make change is a fear about doing that. So when was it in your life that you realized that you had to stop
1: having well, that? Fear? Probably. Uh, I got fired one time and did some real reflection on that. And it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, quite honestly. Uh, it, my, my life started turning around then when I was no longer <laughs> wasn't worried about that anymore. And, then, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and it was, it, it was a kind of a toxic environment anyway. I'm not sure why I, you know, didn't take more initiative on my own, but, but nonetheless, you know, that's when I, I, you know, started opening myself up to doing new things and and, well, heck getting into a relationship, uh, going back to the church, you know, just, just, and and I'm not sure that that exactly was the motivator. I, I think it had to be because that was the only drastic change at the time, but it affected me on so many different levels that, that don't seem to have a real, at the best, it'd be a dotted line connecting them, I think. Not a straight line, not a, not a, a solid line.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because, you know, I, I'll tell you what, Bill. I mean, this, this topic is, because you know what? I, I'll be the first person to shoot it straight on, on, this, on this podcast, is that I still have fear. I still have fear of being able to support my family. I still have, you know, fear of, you know, sometimes taking that leap of faith because I believe in the leap of faith. I believe what brought me the gardener was a leap of faith. But even though I, I have I took that leap of faith and I trusted, you know, my Lord that I was going to be successful. I still have that fear, and it's hard because God gave us free will, right? And so it's very hard to just be able to turn that button off. Oh, right. Oh my gosh. Do you yes. agree?
1: Absolutely. But you know, we uh, we pray that will be done. And, and, uh, you know, I, put it away, man. Put the f-
0: right, right. And, and I've been, um, I've been doing a little focus on, you know, focusing on each day, right. Not just, not just you know, looking ahead, but just focusing on each day because the next day will come and you'll, you'll address that day when that comes. Right. Uh, do we have Bill? Bill, you there?
1: All right. Well, we were talking with Bill. We got so, cut off, so we're gonna sorry make this about part that. Two. I, I had a, I had a call come in, and, and it and it obviously somehow it just kicked me off of this. I'm sorry about that. No, that's quite okay. That's okay. No big deal. We'll
0: just have two episodes. Uh, that will uh send this out. This will be the second half of uh, our episode. But, you know, we were talking about fear and we were talking about, you know, um, living life day by day and, and understanding that you can't control what's going to happen tomorrow yet because you got to live each day. Right. I mean, that's 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 the part and part about dealing with fear.
1: That, that's exactly it. So
0: the next question we're going to talk about is if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell <laughs> What would you tell him? What would you tell your 18 old self?
1: Wow. Tell him that, that he can do anything. Um, that's something that I, I don't believe. I, I In my head, maybe I would have said it at 18, but, but in my heart, I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, there, there is no such thing as a limit unless you put it on yourself. And and so that's probably what I would what I would say. Yeah, you know, just do it all and do it well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And have mean, fun.
1: I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing
0: is that I think sometimes when we were younger, you know, we were having fun, but then sometimes we probably got too serious too soon and and not realizing that, hey, you know, just relax. I mean, you're still young, you still got a whole life ahead of you. Um, you know try to try to enjoy the moment that you have right because you can 't go back and change time because we all sit around now. I mean, we all do it right? We all sit around and we 'll be talking to our friends is man, remember when, remember when, <laughs> so you know you can't you can 't go back and change it i was I was on a call I was on a a zoom meeting this morning with uh, my men 's group from church and and the and the topic was talking about you know our first love whether it be romance or whether it be something that we loved. And I talked about, I love the eighties. I, I truly love the eighties. The eighties had everything that I needed in it. You know, my very first love the music that I loved uh, living in Florida, you know, all those things in the eighties was, was what I loved. And, and, but you can't go back. You just got to try to remember that uh, you did the best you could at that time.
1: I'll I'll forgive you for liking the 80s music. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: my next question for you is, you know, if my listeners wanted you to answer a question that I forgot, what would that question be that we should be asking you?
1: Okay, could you say that again? I, I think all I right. lost track. Okay,
0: what should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask you for our listeners? Sorry.
1: Um. What did I teach my children? The most important thing I ever taught my children. And what is that? Well, see, and you have to know a little bit of the backstory here. You know, I, I have I have three children, and and they are all just so different, not, not even close. All right. One, one is, is, is in finance. Another one is, is in the military. Another one is, is in the theater. All right. So broad array of, in fact, they, they, they don't even share the same political views necessarily eh, mostly do, but, but you know, they're very diverse. Mm-hmm but the one thing that they have in common and and this is this is the thing that I'm probably most proud of is the fact that in every one of their occupations they're excellent and and that's that's the thing that I they're different they all they all went different directions and and, and that's great i think i think that's that's uh, i'm kind of proud of that even that we didn't try to shape them into something that they're not, you know, they, they went in their own directions, but they all did it full bore head Mm -hmm. first running as hard as they can. And, and I, I love that. I, I love to watch it. I love to hear it in their voice when I talk to them. And that, and that's huge because I don't think anybody
0: should really dictate to our children where they want, it, where they need to go in life, they got to learn that on their own. And and when they find something that they want, they should have that ability to know, hey, go for it. You know, we're not going anywhere. We'll be there to support you. Just go for it, right? Absolutely, head first, full speed. All right. Well, we are going to narrow down to our
1: final question for you because I know I've beaten you up quite a bit here. And, uh... <laughs> And, i'm not it, I'm not it, particularly introspective so this was a, this was a little challenging for me to tell you the truth
0: well that's okay that's okay because this next question is probably the one that when we were talking earlier about about people giving answers for i always love to hear what their response is because i've had some really far views on 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 the people that we're going to talk about and and it's just like you would be puzzled and you're like okay and then when they explain why, you're like, oh, that's explainable. So if you could have dinner with any three people, okay, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Go ahead, Bill. Wow. Let's see.
1: And it can only be three. You got to pick your best three that you got. Okay. Okay. Well, well obviously, Jesus Christ would be the first, first pick. I've got some questions. All right. But uh uh after that I would I would love I would love to sit down and yap with uh uh wow which one which way would I go? Probably Benjamin Franklin of the founders. Ooh, I think he okay. would be a fascinating individual. And it'd be, it'd be frustrating, but I, I, I uh, you know, I'm tempted to say Socrates, but I think that would be just frustrating as all hell, quite honestly. <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, okay, this one's going to seem a, a, maybe may strange. I don't know. Uh, I, I never got the chance to hear him in concert, and I wouldn't ask him to sing at lunch, uh, at dinner. But I would love to sit and pick the brain of Frank Sinatra. But, no, that's a, that's a good one. I, Why? You know, I I know I, putting him in the same category as Ben Franklin and Jesus seems a little strange to me. And I'm not sure I feel comfortable with it. But would that be at the same dinner? That would be really weird, yep. man. But, you, well, but, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you know,
0: you got three people. You're, you're They're all at dinner and you're getting a chance to talk to all three of them. So why? So tell us, why would you pick Frank Sinatra?
1: Frank Sinatra had, had so much talent and and. But he bridged the gap, you know, from 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 artist to businessman. You know, he was the chairman for crying out loud. And, but he had fun the entire time. I mean, it looks like, it looked like he had fun the entire time. I mean, you see the Rat Pack. These guys are just, just playing around on stage. That was what they did, but it was a business and it was entertainment and, and the way that he melded those together so seamlessly. And so with, with so much apparent fun, I, I, I would just love to hear how that brain works. Cool,
0: cool. So, but we got to jump back to Ben Franklin because I really want to know what you would want to talk about with Ben Franklin. I mean, I <laughs> I, I, I really want to hear what, what would be your thought behind, you know, the question you would ask him. Uh,
1: you, you know, obviously, you know, first and foremost would be, you know, the, the the forming of the Constitution. He was there. He was the elder statesman, you know, kind of, nodding in and out you know while while the des- debates were going on and, and and you know that he was kind of helping to steer the ideas you know in, in more in the back room than in the front but that doesn't matter it, i i would i would love to hear his thoughts as far as you know the rationalizations uh for some of the things that that they did in the, in the convention uh, along with his reactions to the, what our, our constitution has become today. And, and I think that would be phenomenal. But at the same time, this guy had so much, so much going. I mean, as an inventor, you know, you know, you know that he was, he was just always thinking of solutions and, and, to, to everything, everything that you could possibly come up with. He was thinking of a solution before anyone else knew there was a problem. And, uh, and then of course his time in Paris I, I'd love <laughs> I'd love to hear whether some of those rumors are true you know about the, <laughs> his, his behavior in Paris you know, he, he was an eccentric and and a ladies' man yes but it, but I, I think some of the some of the rumors are, are largely overblown but but I'd still I think he'd be I'd be thrilled with his storytelling well that's good I, I mean i'm i'm glad
0: and and i I'm, I'm pretty sure i mean i I think so far uh, out of the out of the podcast i've done I say i'd have to say half of us would probably pick Jesus Christ i think any of us that are christians and 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 believe and have faith we would definitely want to know i mean because he start he didn't his life ended in in his early thirties and to be able to just hear him speak and hear him give guidance i think would be just phenomenal. And I think that, you know, you don't really need to go into explain that much because that's really, I mean, just to hear him speak. I mean, if you read the the new Testament about things that he did and other people telling the story, just being able to have him there um, would just be phenomenal. So I I definitely want to say kudos to choosing him as well. Um, But uh, before we end here, is there anything that you would like to share with uh, my listeners on any kind of inspiring quote that you like to share? Anything that you like to finish up with before we wrap it up?
1: Well, wow. inspirational uh, quote from me. I, that I'm I'm not sure that's even possible. But but uh, um, the the quote that I okay I'll, I'm going to give you the quote that I give to every new legislator who. Who wants my advice that <laughs> might not be all of them all right you know it, but it's some all right there are some um, and, and this goes goes back again to the legislature you know it's kind of on my head right now but but uh is is that it's always about the money in politics uh, I'm, this is uh, understand I'm talking to legislators about legislature right it's it's always about the money. And if somebody tells you it's not about the money, be assured that it's only about the money. No, that's
0: uh, that's good. I mean, that's again, you know, the inspiring time interview is with Representative Bill Sutton. So, I mean, it gives us an opportunity.
1: And I I know that sounds cynical and and I I don't want anyone to be cynical, uh, obviously. But but in, in a government machine. That's what you're dealing with. Well, Representative Bill Sutton, we thank you for
0: your time. You know, uh, we really do. I appreciate you taking the time to do this podcast. You know, we will we will go ahead and get that hopefully fixed with the edit on uh, when we lost you there for a short yes. time. Yes, that. Oh, that's quite okay. It's no problem. I mean, these things happen. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a professional, but I try to do the best job that I can <laughs> to bring value. Um, so, first of all, we'd like to end always with a couple of things. And and I know you've seen my live uh Uh, Facebook posts and as well as my podcast so you know first of all we always want to thank all our public safety officers out there our police our firemen our paramedics as well as our our dispatchers um, nurses doctors out there Um, I I want to give a huge shout out right now though to um, uh, our chief of our town uh, James Becker Uh, he's been out on sick leave and uh, I talked to him yesterday and, and he's looking to come back in September and I'm really happy that he's feeling much better um so i want to give him a huge shout out also i want to give a shout out to all our uh, veterans out there as well as those that are serving right now like your son we thank you for his service who just um, wrote out
1: a hurricane by the way
0: which just wrote out a hurricane yes yeah, and down in uh, texas right yeah uh, uh, louisiana yeah okay and as well as all our vietnam veterans welcome home uh, and with that, I just finish up and saying I really appreciate everybody that listens to these podcasts. Please like and share them. I think that we're doing a good job of, of bringing inspiring messages to people about fear, anger, hope, um, in any way we can. So with that, Bill, I just want to say thank you. Uh, we appreciate you being on. Well,
1: Thanks, thanks for having me on. This, is, this has been really great.
0: Well, we'll get you out the, the podcast. Pay attention for it, and you can share it with whoever you'd like.
1: Uh, I will do it.
0: All right. Take care.
1: You too. Bye-bye now.